ketchup. Did I, oh, did I tell you about the other day how I said cap to my dad? <laughs> yeah. And he got angry at me. <laughs> and he was like, what the fuck? <laughs> He also hates it when I call him bra and shit. Like yeah. I always call my dad like bra and us. <laughs> I'm like, cheers, us. <laughs> he hates he it. See you fucking hate today. He hates it. <laughs> my name's Kyle. <Gail. laughs> He's like, call me dad. I'm like, no. Alright, what's up nerds? Welcome back to the Barflies Podcast, episode 23. Joined always today by my good friend, comrade, Alexander Russell. On this fine Monday afternoon. Hello there, listeners, viewers, and all. How are you, mate? Uh, I'm alright. Something happened Friday night. I'm not too pleased about it. Um, An injury. (laughs) Um, I have chipped my ankle, or fractured it, or whatever. Okay. So, I'm in a moon boot. First time in a moon boot. Mm. Um, Good friends of the show will know the story. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I haven't really been. I haven't told. I've told a couple people. Who was with you? Well, this is okay. This is that the th- crew. No. Well, this is the thing. So we we were out. There was a couple of us out on Friday night, and everyone was kind of calling it early. And you know, I'd already had received some good news early in the day. And I was keen to keep going and we made friends. We were kind of talking and making friends with these people next to us at the Botany View. And then um, and then I was with Jared and Harry and they're like, oh, we're probably going to go. And I was like, oh, it's only like 11 o'clock. On a Friday? So, yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm keen. To-. And they, these people were like, oh, we're going to Vic on the Park. Come with us. So I was like, yeah, make some new friends. I'll go with these guys. So you were with randoms? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then... They were, they were from uh, Kayama, okay. the two blokes, yep. and they were like coming down and meet this other group of people. So they were kind of didn't really know the people they were with. So they were just meeting them for the first time as well, and then they met me when I was out, with, like when we were out. And we go to Vic in the Park, and um, of course, basketball hoops there. Yes. Uh, you know, had a few run-ins with the basketball hoop already. Um, I actually swished the first shot I took. Believe it or not, it actually happened. Um, and then as maybe an act of revenge, uh, the Vic in the Park gods, if you will. I don't know if they – I don't know. Just maybe – If they exist, they're definitely not on like your a, side. Or like a, or like a curse, like, I don't know, maybe like the, the ghost of the Vic in the Park. Yeah. Said, no, not today, mate. It's not happening. <laughs> Took my next shot. Uh, my ankle like rolled as I landed. And I wasn't, it wasn't even an out-of-this-world shot. It was just like jumped up a little bit and then just poof, rolled my ankle, heard a crack, went, that doesn't sound great. Um, and then next day I went to go to cricket and then it wasn't – it was pretty sore and I was like, oh, I'll sleep it off. Got worse. And I was like, not, not ideal. Um, I had cricket the next day and luckily we were batting first and I was like, oh, you know, I'll do the scoring and I'll just see how it goes after a little bit. No, and I got up and we were about to go in field and I was like, no, it's not, it's not happening. And then, yeah, then got a scan and yeah, here we are, six weeks. <coughs> so you heard that correctly, viewers. <laughs> yeah. That's the Vic on the Park 3, Xander Nil. Yeah. Um, I thought I was going to get a one, but no, absolutely not. 
I, when Xander told me, he copped a return voice memo of me basically just laughing at him. <laughs> Which is fair. I thought it Which was a poor fair. taste, but... It was fair. It was just... It was like... I was like, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Like, it, like I mean, it's not really funny because I've got a moon boot on, but it is also pretty, pretty funny. pretty funny. <laughs> if I'm going to be honest. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So, uh, happens. It does happen. Does um, it? Yeah. Should we, can we crack these beers? Yeah, let's crack them. They look absolutely sensational. Um, yeah. So these are Sauce Brewing Co. This is a peach Berliner. Weiss? Wes? 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 I'm going to say Wes because it's <laughs> German, I think. Um, Sauce Brewing, Marrickville. Little local local Sydney brew. Another one. Yeah, dude. We've been loving, loving these ones. The BWS near Cody's house. Has an excellent range of boutique beers. Really drank it. Yeah, it does. Uh, so, you know, we're going to have bigger and better, more um, mm. more niche. Well, more, ni- more niche yeah. brews on well, the Barflies podcast. I was just saying, like, we've done 23 episodes now and haven't repeated a beer. No. And it doesn't even feel like we've scratched the surface yet. No, there's, there's you know, which is... We still haven't even covered, like, all just the Aussie beers, like the classics. I'm, I'm glad that there's plenty more beers to be had. That's that's good news. Yeah, I, I want to. Yeah. yeah, we could go a while. Like, yeah. at least. So you're saying the 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 like the light the length of time that we do this podcast is in, until we run out of beers to cover. When we've had tried every beer in Australia. That's okay. It. No more episodes. Yeah. Right. Done. I'm happy to go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Done. And then we'd probably just never stop recording then because yeah, there'd always just be just new be beers brewed and yeah. like companies just keep making different versions of or like different styles of beer. Under the same yeah, lo- like label, do you know what I mean? Like mm. this company had like four beers there. Yeah, they did. But the, tell me a, a peach uh, Berliner Vess. 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 Yeah. doesn't sound unreal. Cheers. Cheers. That's a tasty little number. Whoa. It's almost like a, like the sour, like a little yeah, sour. It's got it like is. A, it's, it rings eerily similar to sours, but it's not. No, but it's like it's more crisp, like way mm. easier drinking. Yeah, it's not as like intense the sourness. Whoa, like. that's that's good. I could get around this. <laughs> I could get around. That's this. really good. This is probably the most surprised I've been at the taste of it. Oh, that's so good, dude! I'm I'm, I'm loving that. that. Yeah. Unreal. It's like fruity, a nice sourness to it, like nothing overbearing. Yeah, like flavoursome, but also like like crisp. I said, crisp. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Get on board with Good that. Good stuff. Get around that. Thanks for coming. Yeah, absolutely. That's what probably one of my favorites we've yeah, had. I was. I'm saying that's the most surprise at how much I liked. I yeah. didn't think I would not enjoy it. No, but I didn't expect to like it that yeah, much. Yeah, that's good stuff. Wow. Shout out Sauce Brewing Co. Yeah, delicious. Um, um, so enough about me and my leg, and my ankle. What did you do this weekend? I had a massive weekend. Yeah, I'm. Bounced like yeah. emotionally. Mm. Um, obviously, my place of work has shut its doors temporarily. Um, mm. But I'll say this: if the singing and dancing laws don't come back in March, it's not, not coming good. Back. Even if they do come back, it's going to be. We're rough. still against the. Well, they have that the skeg. Don't they have that skegs? We have such a good lineup of like gigs coming up mm. and. Like whether or not they go ahead is yet to be seen, but mm. a really like a really interesting weekend. Like um, mm. I've only been working there like a year, 
and it's easily been my favorite job that I've ever had. I love, mm. like, I really love going to work. And, and like, we had a good stint there together. We, it's honestly, well. you could argue it was the foundation of mm. this podcast. Well, we already did work together, and then when we, it was just me and Cody that would work every Tuesday together at this venue at Narrabeen. We can RSL. say Narrabeen RSL, yeah, yeah. Um, it we com- definitely it snowballed into this kind like, of yeah, not, we would, we, not only the podcast, but like the friendship as well. Yeah, you're spending yeah. like eight hours together every week. Yeah. Like just you two. Like you do get to know each get other. Get to know each other a bit better. Yeah. Um not that we weren't already really good mates, but yeah. just like you know what I mean? Mm. Um it was also the the venue, the host venue of the podcast, so the first I want to say eighteen episodes. Yeah, we something had co- like that. That was upstairs and downstairs. So it's immortalized in the Barflies podcast mm. forever. We couldn't really have done the podcast without it to, mm. to the start. Mm. So yeah, so it's sad to see. Uh, and it's also one of the few independently owned, yeah, like RSLs and yep. music venues that are left. It's know? one of the only music venues left on the beaches, so it's re- it's really sad. And, and it's like, a, and it's very, it's got a lot of character. It does. It's like a really old. Just like scat pub, mm. but like it's just got a really cool like vibe and Absolutely. a really good like music and arts culture there. So, and like just from like my perspective, just working there as like a barman, like <clears throat> like the relationships you build with like good customers and stuff as well. It's really it's a really strange feeling. And, like, and it's not a pokies club. It's a proper drink. It's a drinkers. It's a club. pub pub. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a it's not a pokies RSL or a pokies club. It's a proper mm. locals. Watering hole. Exactly. It was kind of yeah. like I, honestly, I was a bit, a bit we, in, bit in the feels like yeah. last night. Me and Riley, it does suck. we we worked our last shift together, and it was kind of like mm. we both loved. Like we all, everyone who works there, like loves the place. Yeah. So it was really, really sad to see it go. And like, and that downstairs bar also, which is where we've filmed a couple episodes. Like we said, is an awesome place to have a couple cocktails, yeah, play so some sad, warm bowls. Sucks. So, but like, and, yeah, we just hope. I it got doesn't... a few. Like when you're shaking hands with like a customer mm. for the last time, and they're like. Like have a good life. Like yeah, that's quite a weird feeling. Yeah, the, the splitting of paths. Yeah, yeah. So well, it's like the lot. Like outside of there, you're not going to see that person. Exactly, again. and like you know, you like these people, but it's you know, at the end of the mm. day, he's a sixty year old dude. Yeah, know? I'm not going to catch up with beers, yeah. but like I've you know. Yeah, it's very. Place. It's like quite in like intense. Bittersweet. Bittersweet, but I mean, like someone saying to you like, like a good, like a good, like a goodbye. Yeah, and that, someone says goodbye to you properly. And like you, it's like, Mate. it is, it's like an intense kind of over, like not overwhelming, but it is like, you know. Yeah, totally. One, one guy said to me on, on Friday night, he said, happy life. And I was like, whoa. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That was a lot. I was like, kind of, I was like, mm. shit. Okay. I'm just yeah. a bartender, but yeah, thank you. No, but like, I, I yeah, like, I know, but I like, appreciate it. Yeah, no, it, I know. But I'm just saying like, it's, whoa. Yeah. It's not like. You're his family member. Yeah, like yeah. You're just serving beers. Yeah. And like these guys that come down, like the community that's in Narrabeen, like especially up the back, mm. um, they're all in walking distance from the pub. Well, like so I said, it's a proper a, locals yeah, warning. They've gotten yeah. like, the, now he, this guy, Bill, he's like one of our favorite customers. He was pretty much saying like, mate, I don't know what I'm going to do now. Like, I come down here every Thursday, Friday, walk down, have a couple of beers, mm. catch up. He's a legend as well. Such a legend. Such a good bloke. Loves uh, to talk his footy, loves to talk his cricket. Yeah. He's a good bloke. He is a good bloke. Um, Big Manly fan, big Turbo fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But more than anything, um, very sad to see another live music mm. music venue go. I'll another touch one. back on that when we get to our beef. Yeah, we it's got my... in our in our love and beef. We're gonna touch t- touch on that one. Yeah, sad week for live music. But um, yeah, other than that, like really, yeah, big weekend. Like me and Riley <clears throat> last night, we were the only two on there. We had three staff members from another pub come and help us, and just like we were under the pump. Like, yeah, I was like the 
I was the you know main point of mm. call. The thing, um, the thing is on on this because we were talking about it before. Yeah. Anytime a pub closes down, everyone comes down, um, and that's not a, usually a particularly super busy pub. No. in Narrabeen, To be fair. No, it gets busy for band nights, but other than that, yeah, not manageable. But when things close down, like everyone comes down. Sure. And that, um, I was telling you when I worked at that North Manly club. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was the last night for that. It's and psycho. it was absolute, it's mate. It was proper. And like, it usually was like, just had the locals there. Like you wouldn't really get anyone drinking there who wasn't a local. And so honestly, I, had, I think I had like a six hour shift and I don't think I got out of the bar until no. we called last drinks and we actually stopped serving drinks at nine or nine thirty or whenever. Yeah. And the whole time it was just nonstop. Like there were, and there was six of us in this bar. And it was just it was just hectic. Like closing nights, working in a bar is always fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Like last night, I was supervisor. My boss wasn't there. So it was just me. Mm. I was working with like four 18-year-olds or 19-year-olds or whatever. Like in like, a, like you say, a hectic bar, like 10-minute bar, like lines on either side. Mm. We've got no stock. We mm. ran out of schooner glasses because they were all out on the yeah, floor. Yeah, that happened to We ran out of – we had no money. So I was just like – I was – honestly, I was stressed. You're wheeling and dealing. Yeah, I've never been stressed at work like that. I was actually stressed. Well, um, it is str- – like it, that does – when so, you don't have any mo- when you don't have any money and you don't yeah. have any stock, that usually would yeah. make you pretty And there's stressed. no one – like I couldn't go to anyone. Yeah. Because like my only other boss was downstairs getting pumped. So like, well. I couldn't mm. – I had nothing. I just had to make the calls, but – um. We got through it, man. I suppose we you can't survived. really make any wrong calls when you're about to close down. Can uh, yeah, you? exactly, exactly. You but just still, you know, you, you just try and do your best, I guess. And everyone was pretty good. Everyone could see that, like, it was all happening. It was just, yeah. Not to mention, disgracefully hungover as well. Yeah, because monster, I couldn't go on Saturday with this, this the moon boot on. Yeah, but had a friend return <laughs> from the US, and Jack. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah, yeah. True, yeah. my best mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was kind of like. Because he hasn't been to your place yet. Nah. So it was kind of him coming back yep. after his holiday, seeing the lads and also visiting your place for the first time. Yeah. Just a good night, you Just know? a good night in general. Yeah. Um, I was pretty devo. Couldn't Unfortunately, come. Unfortunately, missed it. I, yeah, good night. I got home from work at like 10.30. Everyone was already pretty slosh when I got home. Mm. Everyone was having a good time just down in the lounge room. Um, we were going to like a little um, warehouse party. Mm. And the location came out at like 10 or 10.30. Mm. And it was either going to be in Marrickville or Parramatta. Yeah. So I was whipping home Marrickville. Like, so you were like, fingers crossed. Yeah. Burn sure. The, lo and behold. The, burn the incense. Lo and behold. Mm. It was in Parramatta. Happens. So $100 Uber out there. Oh, we um, love it. $100? Bucks. 100 bucks, dude. Yeah. Fuck off. It was like 11.30. So I guess just high demand. Yeah. It hurts. 25 each. Four people. Sheesh. Um, so we get there. It was a sick party like under this bridge. Um, it was great setup. We were there for like half an hour and then we kind of got a whisper that there was cops, which was like a really weird situation to be in. So like, Mm. there's like 200 people at this party probably. And all of a sudden you just hear everyone going, like trying to get a whole crowd of just people who were just ripping. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Was the music good? Yeah. Music was sick for the 30 minutes that we were there. True. So we're trying to get everyone to just like shut shut up. up. Like everyone just stand there in silence for just 10 minutes while the cops pass. And obviously people just weren't shutting up. So... I don't know. The cops probably would have got there eventually anyway. Mm. So that got cleared out, <laughs> um, which kind of sucked because it was a sick party. Mm. Anyway, we called it. We went home. Um, <laughs> and as we get home, 
we came back. It was like me and my roommate, his girlfriend. It was like a crowd of us, like six or seven. Mm. Um, and we get home and we see there's like five blokes on the terrace opposite ours, like mm. either up there drinking and just, you know, doing the same thing as us, having yeah. a good time. And EJ starts like talking to him from down on the road. Mm. And then we suddenly come to this conclusion or EJ called him out and said, let's have a rock, paper, scissors for who has kick-ons. Yeah. Which just ignited one of like, you couldn't write this stuff. Yeah. So there's five of them standing on their terrace balcony, second level, mm. like five or six of us standing up the top of ours, yeah, looking at, looking down on the road where and EJ. The, and I'll describe the road as the arena in the this arena. situation. Yeah. It was yeah. literally like, the, it was literally like Rome. Like yeah, us standing like, up choose in your the fighter, balcony and like your gladiator. There was one person from each house down there doing mm. rock, paper, scissors on the road. Mm. Um, best of three, EJ comes out Victor, yeah. which was just sensational. Just honestly, like 2.30 in the morning, couldn't write this stuff. Yeah. So, someone actually came from the terrace, like four houses down, leans over his back and goes, can you guys shut the fuck up? It's <laughs> two in the morning. Um, so then, and then that ensued one of the shittest calls ever as well. <laughs> I'll let that go. Yeah. We'll just we'll pass that over go. that one. But yeah. um, so then we end up in these guys, like at the terrace across the road for kick And they were just like the biggest legends. Yeah, right. Um, so now you've got some friends on the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sick. Yeah. And we we were kind of talking to him and we were like, dude, we've been like people watching you for like the last two weeks trying to like work out like what your vibe is. Yeah. Because he lives with his girlfriend. Yeah. And the best way to describe them is just like, they just look really like in love. Right. Like they just look like they love hanging out together and like gardening okay. and just like, they just look like they love yeah. being a couple. Well, I mean- yeah, you'd, ideally you'd hope you'd be like that if you're in a couple. Totally. Yeah. But that's just kind of like when, you, I don't know, they just look like they were very content, just okay. the two of them. There was yeah. never anyone else around. Okay. Or but there is more people in the house. We No, 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 that was just people over. So the oh. girlfriend was out and the dude had invited like six of his <laughs> <laughs> over. Okay, nice. So yeah, we ended up just partying with them until like four in the morning. And I did when that. the cat's away, the mice come to play <laughs> situation. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, a great story. It was very like the most share house thing that's happened to us since we well, moved out. Well, that's cool. Really cool story. I thought, yeah, great night. Yeah, that I would have. Yeah, I would have loved to have been there. But I had to back up for work the next day. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, the hospital, the hospital boys do it best, mate. <laughs> mate, hospital workers fucking back up like no one else. <laughs> they do. They I do. I would not hear otherwise. No, it's anyone true. who works a nine to five will borderline refuse to go out on a Tuesday. Yeah, not a hospital worker. I started. I started eight tomorrow morning. Oh, that's right. I can yeah. still get a cheeky four or three in. That's a problem tomorrow morning. Yeah. <laughs> Free feed and a coffee will fix that. That's a dig at all my mates, by the way. You guys got a lift. Yeah. Just disgusting. <coughs> uh, should we move on? Love Affair Beef. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Uh, you first. Me first? There you go. Oh, thank you. Um, so, Spotify. That's my love this week. How good is Spotify? You get everything you want on there. Podcasts. You know, like the books, you can listen to books or whatever on there, I'm pretty sure as well. You can have the entirety of music that's ever existed. On there. On there. And it's just unreal. And what do you pay, like 10 bucks a month? I like steel. Like it's actually reasonably priced. Well, remember in the iTunes days when you'd pay like... 20 bucks for a gift card voucher and you'd get what? It's 10 12 songs? songs or something. Yeah, yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> it is. It is. You know, so... Mate. But in saying that, artists don't make anything off Spotify barely. Yeah, they do. No, nah, not much. It's not like anything. Like just, You have to have, I think it's like uh, fucking, it's like 0. 0.00 mm. of a cent per 100 well, I think It's no money. I think it gets, I think it depends on how big you are. Yeah, you have to be enormous though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, if you're just like a normal yeah. artist, like mm. not like Billy Eilish yeah. spec, then mm. you have to like buy merch and go to shows to support those guys, you mm. know? But still a good way for them to get their music out. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, 
But yeah, I I just bloody love it. Whenever you whatever you feel like listening to, whenever you want to listen to it, it's right there. You pay you pay your your twelve bucks, and you just cop it. Yeah, because I couldn't like if I was to not have Spotify Premium right now, my life would be significant. I would be less. like, this sucks. Like this actually, fuck, this yeah. sucks. Like, gotta go back to listening to it on like YouTube playlist yeah. or something. I turn my Yui Boom on like at least five times a day. I reckon. That's what I mean. I got my wireless headphones. Chuck them on. And they got noise cancelling. So mm, good. Don't talk to me. Well, exactly. I'm just vibing. So Spotify, big love this week. Good one. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. No. And while we're here, if, do people use Apple Music? Yeah, people use it. Why do they do that? I don't know. You'd have to ask them. Because didn't Spotify come out first? Is it? Because so Spotify uh, came out and then some people went to Apple Music? Because that's yeah, what happened, well, right? Apple Music... Apple well, needed act- to keep up with Spotify. Well, Apple Music actually derived from uh, the Beats streaming platform that Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre started. If you've seen the documentary series, The Defiant Ones, and then Apple Music bought them for like bulk dollars. Look at that. Yeah. People come to this podcast for Dribble yeah. and they get... It's actually, if you're going to watch a, a, uh, a documentary, it is a really good documentary. Which one is it? The Defiant Ones. What is it? What's it called? Is it called the Defiant? Yeah, the the Defiant ones. Oh, that's what it's called. Yeah, it's okay. Like six episodes, and it's about Dr. Dre and this other guy called Jimmy Iovine, or Jimmy. Yeah, I think that's his name, Jimmy Iovine. And then how, because very different paths, and then how they meet, and they're both like music producers slash like business men, business Interesting. moguls. I'll definitely watch that. And then that. they join paths, and then they create beats, and then the beat streaming platform becomes gets bought by Apple Music. By Apple, okay, and is the basis for Apple Music. Okay, interesting. So there you go. There you go. And then, yeah. Um, anyway, moving on to the next. <laughs> but like Spotify Rap, for example, like Huge. at the end of the year. Well, that's I kind of like seeing that Apple Music. I think Spotify is a lot more cust. There's much more of a customization element to uh, Spotify than Apple Music. In what sense? Um, Spotify. I think the Spotify Rap, the radio. The on repeat. Oh, the like artist radios are so good. Yeah. And Discover Weekly. Yeah, that that's what I mean. Stuff. Okay, cool. And yeah. like I think the access, accessi- accessibility yep. of Spotify to not as well because it's easier I think for artists to get on Spotify. Well, I find there's more spot there's more artists on Spotify than there is on Apple Music. Okay. Yeah, I mean, check like I feel like Spotify is the bigger one. Like I feel like Spotify is. Yeah, like I feel the, like there's so, more artists on there. Yeah, no. Um. So yeah, love it. Shout out Spotify. And then my beef this week. Just because I find them, they're quite, they just annoy me because it's like they're critiquing me uh, and it's actually another traffic related one. But you know, the on the car side mirrors, the little detectors that come up and there's like on new cars and they come like a little orange light, like exclamation mark or like a little red light will come up. No. That so comes on, up on the mirror. On the side mirror, yeah. It tells you when there's a car next to you. But it's, it's bullshit because I will be in the middle of my lane, not doing anything wrong. And then I just see this little light come up and it's like, mate, fuck you. I'm not fucking anywhere close <laughs> to you. Oh, the camera. It's like, I'm not anywhere even close to you. And how dare you critique my driving saying I'm too close? You know, it just yeah. gets on my nerves and I see it and I've seen it too much. So I'm like, yeah. And why do you even need that? Like you've got eyes to tell you how close someone is. I know what I'm doing. You know what? Yeah, but the drivers of the other car, like, you know, it's just, I just don't like them. Yeah, it's a bit much. They've just annoyed me recently. Yeah. Would you yeah. like, if you had, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a niche beef, but, you know. Is that in your mum's car or something? I just see it on a lot of cars. Okay. And I don't, 
you know, and they're like on the Astra, obviously don't have a side mirror detector to tell me when there's a car near me, but I do have a set of perfectly good eyes. <laughs> They can fucking tell me when someone's getting a bit too close. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. No, that's a good one. But then also, like, is if it, I'm in my lane perfectly, doing nothing wrong, and I just see this light on the other car telling me I'm too close, it's like, man, is it, is it, stuff. Is it perhaps a blind spot detector as opposed to... I don't know. What, I, I think it just tells you there's a car there. I, don't, I just don't appreciate it. Okay. I, I, do you reckon you can turn them off? Or you should just put sticky tape over them, like yeah. duct tape well, so you can't see yeah. them. Well, it's not my car that has them, but if I had a car, maybe I would. I think you definitely should. Mm. Well, that's my beef. It's a bit of a short but sweet one, but uh, definitely been annoying. Well, me. when we're making, um, you know, millions of dollars off the Barflies podcast mm. and you drive like a Tesla or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you'll have to take Then that. I'll have to eat a bit of humble pie because <laughs> now I'll have a car that'll have one. Okay. Well, that's kind of like a... Yeah. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> Because that'll happen. That happens. That, that'll happen. You can lock that in. That'll happen. Um, <coughs> do you want to go yours? I'd love to. Yeah, go for it, please. <laughs> um, so my love affair this week is Ryan from The Office. Oh, yeah. That bloke is so funny. Love, he's one of the best characters. And people show. who say The Office isn't funny, fuck you, dude. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't think... I think season one to six, really good. I'm in season six right now. Okay, well... The rest, like I watched season one to six very quickly and it took me longer to watch seven to eight mm. than it did like the last couple of seasons that yeah. it took to watch the first six. Well, I started The Office in year 10. So, so this has been going on for a while. Like seven years. Wow. Okay. What year was I in year 10? 2015? Yep. Seven years. Yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, BJ Novak, the actor who plays Ryan, producer, he's a writer producer, well. writer of the show. So mm. basically... He's written the descent of his own character into madness. And yeah. That just make, that, it just cracks me up. And he's like written himself in as like the shittest bloke yeah. as well. <laughs> and he only has like a five second cameo every episode. Yeah. So like when he does come in, it's like, because you know how Dwight is funny, but he's in every scene. Yeah. Like Ryan's, Ryan's appearances are so fleeting. Yeah. They like almost hit you and then they're gone before yeah. you can. But every, see. every bit is so good. Oh, it's unreal. He's easily my favorite character, yeah. I reckon. Um, And Dwight does carry the show. In the latter seasons, or okay. later, okay. Is it latter or later, latter, latter, seasons. or both, but I'm, latter, I think, yeah. is what you're going yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but he carries. Yeah, he carries. He does. Um, also, Creed's a pretty popular one on that show. Creed's good. Yeah, yeah. But Creed, at the time, you're like, oh yeah, kind of funny. But it's not until like if you get on YouTube and you're like, just watch all the Creed bits, and you're like, oh, actually, no, he's. Were you here that night? We were watching Creed highlights on the TV downstairs. No, no, okay. Like, Did you have a good time? Yeah, it was so funny. Yeah, he's. He's legendary. Yeah, he's a great character. I love the one where it's like um, the best one of him is when he's got blood in his shirt and it, and he's like, oh, it's Halloween today. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's worked out well. <laughs> I find like a lot of the, the humour in the office is like it's so subtle. Mm. Like, and it's that type of humour where like I can't remember what it's called. I've watched videos about it, but it's, it's, it's a technique used in comedy where basically – they lead you in one direction mm. and then they'll just go the complete other direction. Mm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Or mm. that the joke will be like, it will still be make sense in the context, but it's like not what you thought they were going to say, yeah. which is part of like the humor because mm. it catches you so off guard. Yeah. Have you watched the UK one? No, I haven't. One step at a time. Yeah. The UK one's a bit different. It's not as like outwardly funny. It's just very like, I don't know. You just watch it and you're just cringing like the whole are they, time. Are they the same like characters? 
Pretty much. It's just like way more, like when you watch it, you're like, oh my God, like so cringy. Like it's so funny though. Oh, really? Like, da- like David Brent, the boss in it, is so much more cringy than Michael Scott. Okay. Like Michael Scott's like kind of like likeable like in a way and a bit more bubbly. Endearing. Yeah, when he's like not as endearing. He's just like such a fucking dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Um. Yeah, definitely watch it. I'll get around to it at some stage. What's Maybe the, like 2028, 20, 2029. Yeah, when you, when you finally finish. Yeah, something yeah. like that. I'll pencil it in. Um. Go. What's your what's your what's your beef? Um. So my beef this week, as touched on already, is Can, probably yeah. with you know the New South Wales government. Mm. Just kind of uh, the I don't know. Just sort of the like just to see that like this week in general has been a tough week for live music and the mm. arts in general. Well, just this period of time. Really. This period of time, but it's really come to a head this week. We lost like four or five live music venues this week. Mm. Um, the Lansdowne being the most of note. Yeah. Um, I saw a post from mm. Eagle Eye Jones. Um, they're a Beaches band and they just articulated it. Articulated quite well what I probably can't put into words. Mm. So like I'll just read it because I think it's interesting. Mm. Um, so they wrote this. Absolutely gutted. In just one week, Sydney has lost two of its finest music venues. Like the last two years hasn't been tough enough on the artists of the world. Sydney is experiencing a grassroots epidemic as we speak and quite honestly it began many years ago with the lockouts. Our beloved Lansdowne and Narrabeen RSL have closed their doors within the same week. This is extremely troubling. Two lighthouses and gatekeepers of Sydney's treasured music scene have been extinguished at the hands of the greedy and plump egos holding the purse strings. Sydney's once thriving nightlife culture is now succinctly strangled to only a handful of suburbs. Is it a plight of the artist to be constantly bashed, beaten and bruised by a city that doesn't love you? It certainly seems that way. We've never felt so strongly. We've never felt the urge so strongly to leave the hemisphere. The community is still strong and we are eternally grateful for that. It's been bittersweet to see Sydney grieve the loss of the, the, loss of the Lansdowne. This is surely a day we'll never forget. Mm. So it's just like, oh man, it fucking but sucks. It is, but I don't really know how to put it into words other than that. It's just like... That's a good way to put it. And you know what? Sydney nightlife is just like... It's just like... It's just debt. Like it's just... Like, it sucks, man. Like something needs, like the, something needs to change. Something needs to loosen up because it's just... It's getting a bit... Yeah. And like, obviously I've experienced it firsthand this week with my work as being a venue that, you know, thrives and and, um, Mm. runs, sustains itself Mm. off the music and arts as opposed to like, um, you know, pokies and greeting and like being greedy off people's um, addictions. Mm. Um, It's really sad to lose two venues like that, man. Um, I'm honestly, I'm I'm shattered. I don't know if you can tell. I'm pretty feeling pretty shit about it. So... Um, that's my beef this week. And a, ju- a justified one. I just think like the whole handling of like the COVID or in Sydney and New South Wales anyway, like the, we'll say COVID stage, what, like 3.0. Yeah. You know, we had the initial point one. We'll say that's the first version. And then when we kind of got out and then Delta hit, that was kind of two. Yeah. And now with Omicron, this is like say part three of the COVID, uh, you know, storyline. Um, and it just feels like they, they don't really have a grasp on what's like going forward or anything. We just, nothing's like happening. No. Like it just, okay, we opened up and we went straight back into lockdowns and things got tough again. And then I, it's just kind of, yeah, just everything feels a bit, it's kind of dead and everything just feels there's nothing, there's no real handling on the situation at the moment for, you know, not even just like, like the, the live art scene, but just like, you know, 
like public gatherings and like nightlife in general. Well, that's the like th- what's going like what's going on like what is the plan? Yeah, like, there's not a plan. No, going yeah, you're forward. right. You're right. That's the industry that's struggling the most, mm. and like the arts and the music scene has been crying out for help mm. since this started. Mm. Since this started, and it's still going on three years later. So you're right. Like what? Like the fact that there is no mm. plan, are we just going to keep seeing venues like this shut? Yeah. Like is that? And it's frustrating being like. You know, obviously it's very frustrating for people in that scene, but it's also frustrating for like, you know, we've talked about it before, but like being a young person who, you know, you want to enjoy yourself, you want to go out and the constant like, like you want to enjoy your life, but obviously there's the constant road bumps that, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's tough, man. Yeah. It's tough. But um, yeah, that's a bit of a, a bit more of a serious uh, Barflies podcast today. Yeah, well, look, it, it's, it's I, you know, well, it's something that's kind of important to both of us. It's timely. Well, totally, yeah, totally, mm. and important to a lot of people. And I'm sure, like a lot of our listeners would be, would probably agree, probably, agree, or have their yeah. own similar opinions or own solutions to the problem. To be honest, and like you know what, maybe arrogant of me, give a shit if I get COVID. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Agreed. Like. Agreed. Yeah. Um, that might be naive and arrogant. I know, mm. like, there's you know, roll on effects from us yeah. getting it, but like, if not, not, I mean, like, roll on effects in like, you know, the hospitalizations and yeah. all that stuff, but like, 22. Mm. Let me, yeah, I know. Let me out. I know. Let, let, let the man off the leash, I dare say. Let the man and the women off the leash. Let, yeah. everyone, let him at it. Let him at it. Let him go. <laughs> Fuck, it sucks. Let the fucking boys and girls play. Yeah, exactly. Come Just on. a shit, shit week. All in all for live music. Well, so, and just before we move on, a call to support your favorite artists and your local and your local pubs. Yeah, because we one thing we do love at the Barflies podcast is our local pubs. <laughs> yeah, we do. We 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 do love that pubs plural. Um, speaking of good and bad starts of the week, though, this is actually touching back on our recap real quick. Um, remember last week in the last episode when I said. On Monday, when I said, wow, I've had a really good Monday today. And we were joking like, oh, it's something bad will happen at the end of the week. Oh, you know, nothing. You know, classic Xander. Had a really good week at work after that. Got Did an interview for this job on Friday as well. Went pretty good. Um, and, then, and then I was supposed to go on a date on Friday night. Date also had got like was a close contact for COVID. So we had to reschedule. And then that night, boom, ankle. So you predicted my own downfall. Yeah. <laughs> but then swimmingly went along with what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a wise man once said, I'm not happy about the situation, but it's, <laughs> it's the, the situation, situation I'm in. I have uh, he's wiser man who said that. He's, <laughs> so no, can no. I can I just you were supposed to go on a date. Mm. It fell through. Yeah. So then you went out and broke your ankle. And went with randoms. So I could have gone home with my friends, went, no, nah, staying out. <laughs> so I've kind of, by my own default, my own own conditioning has uh, resulted in this. But maybe, you know, maybe, you know in Wolf of Wall Street when he goes, after he gets, he drives the Lamborghini like hell fucked and he goes, time for the chickens to come home and roost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that's how loose I was or anything, but I'm <laughs> saying there's a certain element of that to it yeah maybe it's time to chill well life's all about balance yeah maybe it's time to and if you give, ca- it, a, give it a couple of weeks on the sidelines mate would i be fair in saying like you had the opportunity to restore balance and you still twice. chose otherwise twice <laughs> twice twice yeah you got what you deserved oh look oh, yeah well deserved strong word but yeah sure <laughs> yeah yeah i definitely deserve this 
Oh, I, I definitely, I definitely made my own bed. Yeah, you know, got yeah, no yeah, one yeah. else to blame but myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but on uh, on Sunday, I was feeling, you know, feeling a bit blue per se. I was feeling a bit, ugh, bit lethargic. You bit know? flat. Bit flat. So, um, you know, I felt like having a bit of comfort, and I watched Lord of the Rings. Okay. Yeah, because. You know, it's just one of those one of those movies, ultimate comfort movie, one of my favourites. Favorite, probably one of my one of the best trilogies, if not the best trilogy ever made. Um, and I watched the first one. I was like, Fellowship of the Ring. Haven't seen that in ages. Whip it on, and I forget how good the first because the other two are so amazing. Like the other two Lord of the Rings movies are so good that you go, you kind of forget that Fellowship of the Ring is also on that level. But it feels kind of it feels kind of rough saying, "Oh yeah, that's the worst of the three. because if that movie was in any other trilogy, you'd argue it would be one of the best movies in the. Do you know what I mean? Like sure. it's still such a good quality, but to put it last feels rude. Yeah. Well, you've got to put one of the Batman trilogy last as well, you know. I would put the third one last in that one. Mm, I would put the I'd first one second, and I'd put the Dark Knight first. Yeah, I'd go Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and the other one. Yeah. We've had this convo on here we before. Have. But, um, you know. All but, great movies. Again, yeah. like, even though it's the bottom of the three, it's still it above so many movies. It feels movies. rough to give it, to put it. Yeah, it's so much better. Than, and just it's just sensational. Yeah. If, if you're not seeing Lord of the Rings. Is it on Netflix? Because I actually haven't seen You've it. Got a mu- it. At the end of this month, they're taking them off. Oh, okay. I'll watch. Because so Kane's been wa- telling me to watch them as yeah, well. Yeah, so. un- they are unreal. And okay. I'm pretty sure the last one. Return of the King has this, like got the joint most Oscars with I can't remember the other movie. Yeah, but it's got like a, I think maybe it's nine. Okay, nine Oscars, um, including Best Picture. Decent knock. So yeah, anything that gets Best Picture is usually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, okay. I'll definitely give it a watch. Give it's it a watch. Good. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm like a because you don't you don't like your movies too much. I don't not like them. I just don't seek them not, out. Just don't watch them. It's yeah. same as me and food. I don't necessarily not like food. I just don't eat it. Mm. Well, speaking of food, mate, Segway's on fire today. Oh, you took loads out of it. You are on fire today. Fuck, Segway's are on fire right now. Uh, had a bar me. Uh, again, did say I loved me bar me last week. Had a bar me on Friday. Um, bit of a late lunch. Bit hungry. Um, Where from? Uh, in Newtown. At the yep. end of King Street, near where Jared lives. Gee, you, you are out here all the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm out here all the time now. Uh, anyway, had the bar me and I'm just going, how good is this? And I kind of had this thought. I was like, surely this is, if there was a graph of like taste, price and fullness, bar me would have to be number one. Because they cost you a pork roll bar me. Because it costs you, what, six bucks, seven bucks. Taste fantastic. And you're always pretty full after eating it. And I'm just thinking there has to be some form of graph to have that there because that would be number one. Yeah. I'd say like a Domino's pizza, the $5 Domino's pizza, taste, mm, price, obviously great, but fullness. fullness. So it's a pretty bit imbalanced. Like, well, it's not imbalanced, but like there's, I feel like there's good criteria on there to give you a good idea of what yeah. food option is the best. It would still best. score well, but it wouldn't score above a bar me. It would be like a six, but a bar me, I feel like, would be an eight point five on that scale. Yeah, yeah. no pizza be a Domino's five dollar pizza be higher than a six. I reckon because that for taste and fullness, you can't get better. 
I mean, not taste. Price and fullness. Six point five. They'd be tens for price and fullness. A full pizza for five yeah. bucks is gonna be max full. Taste so price, five. Fullness. Taste five. It'd be six point five, six point seven. Mm. I'd say. But you know, it's just food for thought. I think it's uh, it's nice. got. Thank you. Um, I'd say I'd if you if any listeners think they know what would be nicer or yeah. better on the graph. Yeah, yeah. Give us. Let me know because I also want to try whatever you think is is a good i is good to mm. you know taste. Uh, taste, price, fullness. What's the best option? Give mm. me, give me a whirl. Because you could say like bacon and egg rolls, for example. Taste good, price too expensive. Usually too expensive, and sometimes depending on the size of them, for the average, mm. the average doesn't actually rate well on the on the food index. No, no, because it's too taste heavy on the TPF index. Yeah, not not well rated. No, 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 no. But like maybe like a lunch. Well, and then you've got also things. You've got the lunch special aspect in it as well. So say you're at like a, a local Thai venue. Usually everything's full and full in taste, tens. Yeah. Usually. Or maybe depends what if you like how they've done it. Price is usually the issue. Yeah. A $10 lunch special though, mm. you know, in that two hour period, one hour period, mm. that would become top of the top of the yeah, almost yeah. top of the charts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Thoughts? Sorry, I'm hearing a noise. Can you hear that? I think it's just the roadworks downstairs. No, it's like a little, it sounds like plastic. No, you're wigging out. I'm, dude, I don't know. You're okay. actually wigging out. Anyway, sorry, that was, that, that was full throwing me out. I could not concentrate. Cody's just full cooked it. Or maybe it's your Velcro and your moon boot. Oh, maybe. true. It could be that. Yeah, probably. But yeah, it's that. Yeah, that was wigging me out. Oh, there you go. I thought it was like a moth behind me or something. That's why I kept looking there. Anyway. That's cooked. Sorry. You're fucking, you're cooked, mate. Dude, I'm bounced. Anyway, that's true. Anyway, if anyone has any recommendations for the TPF index Index. graph, let me know. I want to try some, some new things. You know, we love our grub here on the Barflies podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I should like do somehow draw up a TPF index. That would be, yeah. We can make an Excel spreadsheet. Well, I was thinking more of like a visual one. Might be you easy. can make you can make graphs. Might be easy on the listener's eyes. Yeah. As opposed to an Excel spreadsheet. Well, you can make a graph with a spreadsheet. I was looking at some jobs mm. this week. Yeah. Um, and I would consider myself quite proficient in like computer software in terms of like. Yep. I mean, I can use Illustrator and Photoshop, and obviously, pretty good. Premiere and Audition, mm. like the video and audio editing. Yep. Microsoft Word, PowerPoint, all those good. Yeah. I've never used Excel. Mate, I've barely used Excel myself. So like at what <laughs> it's one of the it, this this sort of thing's been going on about lying about Excel on your resume mm. for years. Oh. Mm. Uh I've got a good friend. I've kind of now I'm yeah. now at the bridge that needs to be crossed. Where you need to learn how to do it. same. Either I need to lie about it and figure it out on the job or, or learn. teach myself. Yeah. Well, for uni, occasionally we have to use Excel, but the only time I'll just have to do it when when required. Yeah. But I don't remember anything afterwards. I'm just going to, okay, I just made the functions, blah, 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 boom. Because you can just Google it or like like we said. Figure it out. Or you, you just YouTube how to put in this formula. Yeah. Some fucking legend. Has exactly. Made a yeah, yeah, Legendary yeah. video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On how to do it. Those guys that make tutorial videos are always the biggest legends, don't you reckon? Well, we're talking about it. Remember we were saying that last yeah, week, yeah. week before. There's just an expert in everything. No, but that's not. I'm just saying in general, people who make tutorial videos it's are so good, helpful. They're good people. Just clutch. Just so good. Yeah. What do you reckon if like we got all the people who made tutorials? Like they could change the world if you got them all together in a room. Mm. Do you know do what I mean? Reckon they could solve the Russia-Ukraine tr- crisis. Look, if they couldn't, then no one could. 
maybe we'd get the top 10% tutorial video makers from YouTube. Yeah. Put them in a room and just see what they can come up with. Totally. I think, seriously, that's this has got legs. How's no one spoken about this before? I know. Get them, get them in. If you're going to go out of your way to like set up a camera and talk while demonstrating what to do. Mm, in certain es- scenarios. For essentially no profit. They could, they could together, they could come up with a solution or like a tutorial on how to solve a, a global crisis, yeah. economic and, you know, geopolitical. Yeah, I agree. Sure. And if they, oh, dude, that, seriously, they could change the world. They could change the world. Well, they're just, you know, just good blokes. Just good blokes with great minds. Good blokes and gals. Yeah. Well, yeah, we keep saying blokes. blokes gender neutral. Yeah. Obviously. Everyone. Everyone's a bloke. You know, yeah. Our apologies. Um, should we go back page? Because a fair bit has happened. Okay. There's been in the cricketing world, well, in Australia's cricketing sphere. Sphere? Sphere. Sphere. Lots has happened. Lots has happened. Big week in sport. Big, well, monster week. Big week sort of... Uh, like outside of the arena, perhaps off the field, you yeah. might say. Well, it seems like it's a bit of an off off season for a couple of different sports. Like there we, is the Super Bowl next week as well, actually. Like we mentioned, February is the stinkiest month for sport. Yeah, not much is doing. Not much is doing. No. No, not at all. I mean, there's basketball and stuff. There's that. That's on, but it's kind of in the... Australian in the, sport. Yeah. Australian, Obviously. more Australian sport or... You know, good stories. Nothing, nothing, unless when the playoffs are on or the big trades happen, which will be next week for trades and playoffs is in a few months for the yeah. NBA. We'll cover it more then. You will. I will. But not right now, nothing's really doing. Um, so let's, okay, let's get into the Justin Langer coaching incident. So this has been, this has been brewing for a couple months. It's mm. been in the background. Um, and I was kind of taking the stance with the players not commenting on it, oh, they don't want to take away from the summer of cricket. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to say anything because they don't want to implicate, implicate themselves in in the situation. In the situation. But then I was actually, then I was kind of like, wait a second. That's a bit naive of me to think that because the players are definitely, they pick and choose the coach in cricketing teams. Like if they wanted him there, they could have said something. And, you know, they've been quiet. And I think Mitchell Johnson, I'd hate to critique Pat Cummings because it doesn't feel right doing it. But he is right saying he kind of failed a test in, you know, sticking up for the coach and keeping Justin Langer because, you know, he's been doing media interviews for other, just other things in general throughout the week or last two weeks. And he's been asked multiple times about the situation and he's just refused to show support or comment, um, which, you know, Obviously, they've all got their own relationship, but I think it's pretty – It's pr- like to not say anything. It was a bit – he said it was kind of seemed a bit gutless to not even comment on it, Agreed. which I'd actually kind of agree. I agree. And, you know, the guy, the coach who kind of made you captain, you know, you just won an Ashes with him and you haven't backed him up. Directed Australia through perhaps the most tumultuous time. Mm. And, a, like, given him a real – and, like, you know – Pat Cummings has become the world's best bowler while he's been in charge of the team. Yeah. You know, and on top of that, they've won the World Cup, you know, and on top of that, they, he produced the world's best batsman currently in mm. Manus Labuschagne. <clears throat> that was under Justin Langer. And, you know, Travis Head looking pretty good. So, you know, I just, I, I don't understand. Like, I think there's something definitely afoot 
um, that with the players. And what? If, if I was if I was putting on my thinking cap, what it is is the core group of players who I'm gonna who is the fast bowling unit: Nathan Lyon, Steve Smith, Dave Warner, um, Pat Cummings. Have all they all play for New South Wales, and they've all kind of come through the system together. Uh, and there's a coach and like a figurehead who isn't used to be involved in the New South Wales system when they were all coming through. Um, Trevor Bayliss, he was actually the coach of England for a little bit. He's coached for Lankar. Um, different teams in the Big Bash, he's coached as well. But he's quite close to all of them, that group, because he coached and was a staff in New South Wales team. And uh, he also is a, from the Penrith area, same as Pat Cummings. So they're very close. Um, so I think they want someone who's going to just – that core group of seven who are all, you know, 28, 29 or in, started in their 30s, I think um, they want a coach who's just going to support them in their vision, which I think is for them to have almost at the back end of their careers their own, their own golden era of having a really solid team you know, with that core group of seven, now you've got Marnus, now you've got Travis Head, you've got nine solid players in there. They want they want a couple of years, I think, of them in the team as their golden couple of years before they all kind of retire. Why why is the like why is this noise about Justin Langer needing to resign even come out in the first place? Like why are they even t- like, because people – did I see uh, – was it Ricky Ponting, I want to say? Like, mm. say, like essentially saying he should just resign while he's ahead. Like, resign on a high note. Why is well, this – hang on. Why is this chat mm. even – like, why is it even service, surfacing when he's had such a successful stint as coach? Because because they want – the because the players aren't backing him and the players choose the coach. And so if the players aren't supporting him, then then it gives them reason to be like, no, we're not going to have you – as the coach, if the players don't want you there. It seems ludicrous to me. It does seem ludicrous. And I think he just, he was a bit of a hard ass and you think he was probably just, a, maybe he was a bit too intense with the players and they just saw an opportunity for a bit of change to go in the direction they wanted, maybe not what Justin Langer wanted. And yeah, and they've just... So you think the players are at the, the core of this essentially? Yep, yep, definitely. Interesting. You know, and it, you know, it seems a bit fishy. Justin Langer, Tim Payne... Both, uh, both you know, resurged Australia into like got Australia cricket to where it is now, and what within two months they're both gone. Well, the seems players, a bit fishy, doesn't it? The players wouldn't have had anything to do with Tim Payne, surely? Do you reckon? I don't know. Tin- well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. The tinfoil hats on here, mate. I think cricket Australia is. Uh, they're doing a bit of clearing of house, I think. Interesting. And pointing it. Now they've gotten it back to respectable level. I think maybe Cricket Australia are kind of like, all right, we got to where we want to be. Now we're going to go go start and take it into the new decade in a new direction. Geez, you can't help but feel sorry for them a little bit. Who? Tim Payne and Justin Langer. Well, I don't know. I feel like it's all a bit, it's a bit sus. Do you know what I mean? Oh, totally. To just take it on face, like I think there's a fair bit going on behind the... Th- because, I mean, it's Australia's national sport. It's like the, our team. Mm. It's very, you know, a lot of people are going to have a lot of ideas in the upper ranks of it. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, I think something's not, – not everything is as it seems, I yeah, feel yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So there's definitely be – you know, like there is at any level of hierarchy, there's always a, 
power struggles going on. Mm. So no, that was a good insight. Yeah, that would be my. That's what I think. Anyway. It's your two cents. That's my two cents. I think yeah, two cents. Make of it what you will, listeners. Um, but yeah, no, I I appreciate that, and I will, uh, you know, keep mm. that knowledge in mind as I continue to navigate the waters yeah. that is the cricketing off season. Well, talk about navigating waters, um, Kelly Slater, <laughs> surfer. Yeah, you're on fire. Yeah, on yeah. fire with these segues today. Fuck, mate. Kelly Slater has won his eighth pipeline at 14, just shy of turning 50. 49 years old. And if you saw any of the footage from the pipeline this year, by no means were these small waves. Was it skits? It was huge. <laughs> it was huge. Yeah, like, right. Okay. Um, they weren't they weren't tiddlers, mate. They okay. were they, there was a fair bit doing. So I don't I don't know anything about the surfing. How do you like win? Like what is the fi- is the you final get, heat like down to like six so you, you surfers do heat, or something? You do heats. Yeah. And then you do like semis and then it's a fight it's just two in the two final. in the final. Yeah. Far yeah, out. yeah. So you do like a bunch of heats and semis and then there's just two. Okay. Um but yeah, Kelly Slater, eighth pipeline, forty nine years old. This win coming thirty years after his first win at the same Break. That's unfathomable. So, to me. how awesome is that? That's I like that's such a good story. Think about your entire life. I know, and then add a decade to it, and that's how long he's been winning pipelines. Yeah, for. it's sick. And um, he beat in the final. So obviously, pipelines in Hawaii, and he beat a twenty-two-year-old Hawaiian local in the final. So yeah. that's. I mean, it might as well also be Kelly Slater's. He surfed it multiple times. It's not like he's it's unf- unfamiliar turf. No. But he beat a guy, you know, half his age. Yeah. It's his own backyard. Yeah. Just so good. I don't th- I'm not a big into the surfing, like not a huge surfing fan. Like don't watch it all the time. But uh, I think you've got to appreciate this um this story for what it is. Yeah, that's a that's a huge feat. And um it's his first uh it's his first win since two thousand sixteen as well on the world stage. Well you know what winners do, mate? They win. They win. They bloody <laughs> win. That's true. Kelly so, Slater's a winner. He is a winner. It's what, 11 world titles? Crazy. Um, but yeah, not sure uh, how much the old dog's got left in him. Like he's getting he's getting there, like 49 mm. years old. But, you know, what a memorable way to mark like the, the latter part of his career. Totally. In picking up a pipeline yeah. in, in monstrous conditions. Similar to Rafa Nadal. Similar. There was a fair bit of Rafa about it. Yep. Well, there was a fair bit of, you know, Jordan ring six about it as well, mm. you know. I wonder because Rafa was talking about how he feels like invigorated and full of energy again after winning the grant, like the Oz yeah. Open. Well, French Open's next. And uh, if if uh, Novak doesn't get vaxxed for that, because they said he can't play if he doesn't get vaxxed, that's Rafa's home. He loves that. That's He's won multiple of those. Mm. So well, Djokovic's a bit younger, isn't he? Djokovic. I think he's like a year or two younger. Okay. I think a Fed's a little bit older than Nadal. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I think um, mm. the way I heard it described was like by the time their careers are said and done, Djokovic will probably get the edge just mm. because he's a little bit younger and he'll probably take a few more titles probably. after the other two have retired. But maybe some of the young players mm. might start firing a bit more. Yeah. I don't, I've never taken too much of a liking to Djokovic, so... Yeah, neither. But I'm saying the younger players, like there's like the younger players on the tour, like Mesvedev, Zverev, Tim. Yeah. So hopefully, maybe they'll start winning a couple more. Mm. But you never know because the old dogs are doing pretty good right now. Yeah. You know? 22 is it the year of the old dog? Could be the year of the old dog. You know, we'll see how Kieran Foran goes with Manly <laughs> this year. 
Yeah? Yeah, good stuff. Well, Benji's not playing anymore. Nah. So that, it would be good if he was still around. But he yeah. went close last year. Yeah. Maybe he should have played on one more year. He, he might not have well, known. Well, if, if this year was the year of the old dog, then he'd be kicking himself that he didn't... Um, well, on the Chinese lunar calendar, was it the year of the old dog this year? Yeah, the old dog, yeah. Yeah. That's one of the um, ancient Chinese animals. Yeah, so there you go. So it was meant to be. Look, if Benji didn't listen to the Barflies podcast... <laughs> He'd be, he'd be spewing that he didn't know it was the year of the old dog <laughs> shit. Because he, he could have gone one more lap and he could have got a ring. Oh, he could have. Oh, he should. He deserves it. Well, he, where's he coaching? He's back at the Tigers back coaching. Back Tigers, yeah. There you go. Tim Sheen's brought him back. Yeah. Tim Sheen's doing a good And Robbie. Job. And Robbie. It's Robbie and Benj. Yeah, they're all there. Brett Kamali's there. Brett Kamali's there. Yep. Wow. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's actually a good coaching style. Two, you know, two... Origin level play, like two players played for Australia, played Origin, Some and reps. all three of them have been to grand finals, played a lot of finals footy, and Benji Marshall. Brett Kamali win a comp? Yeah, with yeah. Melbourne. Yeah. Into that 99. Yeah. And, you know, Benji Marshall was the world's best player at one point. Yeah. So not not a terrible backstart, coaching backstart there. No, not terrible. Not, not the worst. And Do then you know you've got Tim Sheens and Madge, who've all won premierships. Yeah. So... You know. Do you know what year it is, actually, on the Chinese Zodiac calendar? The year calendar? of the fucking West Tigers. No, it actually is the year of the Tiger. Is it? On the Zodiac, yeah. Well, uh, Omen. <laughs> nah. I, Omen uh, to make finals footy? No, I don't think so. Not this year. Don't Never say never. Yeah, I don't know. I just can't see, like, I don't know. I just don't think our roster's quite there yet. Don't don't reckon you're getting the, the ferry to Brooks Island this year? I'm still there. Are you still at Brooks Island? Yeah. Brook, I think so. Brooks Island is the island that uh, Luke Brooks fans live on, yeah. which is where Cody resides. Yeah. Some call it delusional. Yeah. Delusion Island. Um, I don't know. I think well, what I've been seeing lately, like the general yarn around Luke Brooks, I think people have started to sort of come around to him a little bit and people are like, this bloke can play. He just is in a bit of a shit team. I, that's, I said that to you. Yeah. I, that was my kind of yeah. thing is like... I think he can actually play. I just think he's not. He needs to. He needs a fresh start yeah. somewhere else. Like his his time's up at the Tigers. He's got mm. too many demons within the team, and like just being there, he needs a new setup, new system. Like someone like an experienced coach as well. Like imagine like a Bellamy or like a Bennett with him. What a pickup that would be for the Dolphins. I would love Brooks him to, on a cheapie. Yeah, I'd love Brooks to get. If he was to go anywhere, I'd love him to go to either the Dolphins or mm. Melbourne. Wow, that would be sensational. Because um, I think I agree under a good coach, man. Mm. I think he'd be uh, he could be anything. Mm. Speak, I've always said it. You have you have said, and I've also agreed with that that yarn. Uh, speaking of the NRL, All Stars game very soon. Two weeks. Yeah, look, one of the games I'm most excited for showpiece event of the showpiece year. event. Mm. Um, always a good, always a good, good, good game. The teams came out during the week. The squads. I think it was a, not oh, the one to thirteen, well, yeah. but well, the squad. What was it? Twenty-one man squads, something like that. Yeah. And oh my god, they were just like not great. Like no. the Maori squad, like I was saying to you before, is missing their entire spine. No Kalen, no, no Jerome Luai, no Jerome Hughes, no Brandon Smith. And that's a that is a that's a nor- in the normal season. That's, that's one of the a, best spines in the comp. That's that's like amazing. It's a top three fullback, a top two fight or a top three five eight. Yeah, top, top three halfback. Top two halfback, I'd say. And a top... Top three f- hooker. Yeah. Wow. 
And like just seeing again, like we were saying last week, and just they're seeing, all electric players, and they all like when they play for their culture, like it's different. Yeah, like they, they play so hard. They go I psycho. Those, they those go games s- are so good. Like um, Brandon Smith two years ago was like he's got a hat. That's when he came well. on. That's when he. That was when I that first like heard his name. Game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he went off. Yeah, he went skits. He went off that game. And that's yeah. That was one of the games that put him on the map. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, the indigenous squad was. Better, no Cody Walker, no Latrell, obviously. Mm. Um, Shame Cody Walker's not playing. Yeah, because you know he is one of the more electric players of the game. Yeah, and he kind of loves you know, a bit of eyes up footy. He he kind of epitomizes like an indigenous rugby league player for me. Mm. Like the way he plays rugby league is like just fully just energy, all instinct, yeah. instinct, energy. Mm. Just like just plays what's in front. He doesn't know what he's doing until he gets the ball in his hands, sort of thing. Mm. And it's just so good to watch. So yeah, he's, disappointing. He's not there. Um, I think we've both got the Indigenous All Stars thirteen plus. Yeah, um, um, I'd be keen to go to the pub and watch it. Absolutely. Is it next week? Yeah, I think week after maybe. Okay. Um, and also just quickly, if you're still hanging around, the Super Coach. We did, we have got a couple of messages about the Super Coach. Yeah. Um, details to come. We'll uh, be posting a bit more regularly. Do you reckon we should do like a prize pool for it? Surely. We do a prize pool. We'll put a poll out on the Instagram. We'll suss out what you guys are thinking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're keen, you're keen. Let us know. And yeah, I think that, is that everything? Um, yeah, so my roommate Kane has put me onto this, uh, I think they're Canadian, I want to say. And this they're is a, the song of the week. They're a Canadian band. Song of the week. Uh, it's called No Woman by Whitney. Mm-hmm. Um, is it sensation? Yeah, it's a great song. Okay, it's a bit more of like a sort of, it's a, like a bit more of like a rainy day. Yeah, okay. Sort of song. Yeah, right. Okay. Mm. Just to like paint the picture for you. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, nice, 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 um, nice. Yeah, I'll add it to the playlist. Yeah, awesome. Good episode today. I yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's good. Do you know what I mean? Every episode's a good episode, isn't? It? Yeah, yeah. Well, last week we felt a bit scat. Yeah, last last week was yeah, the. Yeah, it was a bit crazy. It was a bit chaotic. <laughs> we got good feedback, though. Yeah, got good feedback. We so, enjoyed it. Anyway, thanks for joining us for another week. Um, hope uh, hope you have a great week. Everyone, everyone, uh, be careful if you go to Vic on the Park, all right? And that place is a bloody landmine. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't be fucking <laughs> well, <it's good> jumping <laughs> around. <laughs> By the way, just on that before we wrap up real quick. Mm. You're not like an uncoordinated young man. No. Like you're quite... Yeah. You know, you pride yourself on your sport and your athleticism. Oh yeah, athlete, peak athlete. How do you how do you break your ankle from a little jump shot? Beats me, mate. Beats me. Obviously, beats me. It's that ghost down at the Vic. Yeah, he fucking hate that place. I'm cursed there. Hates me. Maybe the Vic is just like that's the epitome of like the you know how you say your life is ups and downs. Yeah, maybe I'm just not meant to go there. <laughs> maybe it's just like don't. It's an just, omen. It's an, like stop going there. It's literally screaming at you to stay in and save your money. Yeah, so you can move out. Every yeah, every time I go there, I airball or break my ankle. It's crazy. Imagine you end up living in Marrickville. <laughs> yeah, well, then you'd be in big trouble. Yeah, well maybe yeah. Fuck. Or do you go there and just like face the demon? You just keep going. Until we make you, friends. Yeah. Yeah. I think we make It's like friends. the basilisk in Harry Potter. Yeah, we make good friends. You know what we, I mean? Yeah, we make. Do you know what? The Vic would be like a Horcrux for you. <laughs> okay, weren't we wrapping this episode <laughs> up? <laughs> Don't you reckon though? Yeah. Like if, if, yeah. Your, if your soul was split into seven pieces. The basketball, the Vic would be one the of The basketball, the Vic would be one of them. And you'd have to destroy that to destroy you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think so. Well, it's taken my soul.
<laughs> you can lock that in. Yeah, lock that in. It's fucking, it's done a good one on me. All right. Thanks for joining us. It's yeah. Barflies Podcast, episode 23. My name is Cody. This is Alexander. Have a good week. See you later.